come up for you um, that you are hydrated that's very important you drink that bit of water before you dive right into the coffee it's one of those health disciplines that I've had to learn So, in a strange way, um, it's funny how, um, when you listen to shows like this, <laughs> or watch shows like this, how hard it is to apply these things in life, and I was thinking about doing an episode, um, talking about some things I may have even gotten wrong, and talking about... Um, some things that I'm actually still kind of learning, um, and minimizing other distractions. I never really saw the value in minimizing other distractions. That's definitely something I was wrong about. Um, I actually think there's a little bit more to setting up your life. It, It is really raining if you can hear I actually think there's a little bit more than setting up your life with kind of the friends that you have and the family and things. Um, 
I think there's more to setting up life than just getting together. Um, and that includes minimizing a lot of distractions and a lot of things that will actually unknowingly cause a lot of misinterpretations. Things um, in society that are a little bit too overrated or un, uh, a little too popular can kind of make you misinterpret some things that might be abstract or unpopular. And I know for some of us, we've had this issue about trying to explain a lot of abstract concepts and it's really um, weird to try to understand these concepts, things like um, universal things that aren't very popular, like telepathy, like um, where you're opening up your awareness in order not to just be more aware, but to um, understand certain amounts of like consciousness or life in something that you wouldn't really normally think of, like when it comes to objects and how the object was um, invented and just having gratitude for that or um, all these different little things. And I think a lot of this can be um, misinterpreted for virtual um, within even friendships or family members or anything like this. And with COVID, I think um, there's been a lot of crazy misinterpretations between virtual and metaphysical. Um, and when you think about things like the universe um, and what's happening within it, you're not really sure what you want. You can't really say until you have experienced some things. And I haven't experienced certain understandings up until this point. And so some of my interpretations have been misdiagnosed in the past. Um, and this has become an awakening once again, but it's been a, a different kind of awakening. It's been more of an interactive, um, experience. And it's not something there's mystery and all this stuff. It's not you can't say word for word how this is interactive, like it's a very abstract concept. And um, I really don't want this podcast to get too popular. Um, not that there's anything wrong with being popular, but I don't, what I would have to do in order to make this podcast popular, I don't actually feel is within my creative um, realm. So I decided to delete other social medias. I didn't take it that seriously, um, but I just went ahead and did it because I'm realizing that I'm actually more focused on the podcast. And some things that are a little bit virtual are okay, um, that allow you to do calls like FaceTime, Zoom, uh, things like that. But I've realized that a lot of my, a lot of the things that I thought I was so good with that I, good meaning like I could be good with, but that were so good and, um, and popular and everything are, can have some good points and good qualities of human advancement on a meta, if you add the metaphysical element, hence metaverse, right? Like the metaverse might not be this giant thing where they want you to stay plugged into your home 
and um, making it like a social game all day. That might not just be what we, we might interpret it that way because that's what COVID has kind of led to a little bit. Um, And that is what, I think that's kind of a collective ego backlash actually um, that we've all had. But I think what it could come down to if you can balance your life individually and collectively is the in-person element. Now, that doesn't mean you have to love everything about this metaverse concept. You may not. I don't know. And you might have to kind of hide that if you're a business person. Like, you might, ha- you might not be able to really talk about your feelings about it uh, because you're not sure how other people would feel. But if you're, like, an artsy kind of person creatively... That's the advantage of being an artsy kind of person only and not having the business responsibilities is that um, looking at it in a subjective manner and kind of seeing why we would want to connect in that way. I think this is society's attempt at being metaphysical. I really do. It doesn't mean that it's the outcome, but I really think it's our conscious attempt all this virtual and social media and Facebook and Twitter, all these things that we hate on is I really believe society's attempt at being metaphysical and being spiritual. And it's really our attempt at being telepathic and connected. It, like I said, results may vary and it may not work that way um, for everybody that you come into contact with. But, um, and that's why this can be so distracting. Um, and it doesn't excuse some of the missteps as a society that we've taken, um, the way we treat each other and all that kind of stuff. But that is not social media's fault. That came before social media. And just like algorithms, I want to talk about algorithms. When you are on YouTube on a feed and you're like, why is this coming up and that coming up? Well, it's because you've trained your algorithm. And so what you have to do if you don't like some of the negative stuff or some of the overrated or popular stuff is you have to actually go inside your menus and and tell it you're not interested or tell it not to recommend the channel anymore. Um, That's what you have to do. Um, I don't do that with everything, but like sometimes I take breaks from things as needed, but I have done it in the past a little bit with... um, psychological things that I kind of call bullshit on or whatever, um, that I'm kind of like, that's demeaning to people. That's whatever. And it's, uh, another rabbit hole or whatever. So I'm not going to bother or whatever it is, or even just something stupid. I mean, I'm not like always that pure or whatever, but like even something stupid that I'm like, why the hell did this, uh, come up as like a popular recommendation or whatever. Um, you have to train your algorithm. It's personalized to you and what you do with it. It is not like the algorithm's fault in that way. Now, when it comes to censorship and um, freedom of speech, I think companies are following a global perspective rather than a national perspective. And does it make it right? No. But does it make it completely inexcusable no it's there's both sides to that because you don't want bullying and you don't want mental health issues arising from people um saying the wrong things and you also don't you know there's certain things you may not want but I think we need to be trained on how to deal with that kind of stuff versus um teaching each other how to hide from it and so that's kind of where 
the argument for freedom of speech comes in from a nationalist point of view into a global point of view that could carry over into a global point of view is that we have to learn how to deal with disagreements a little better and not teach each other, yeah, you, you, you should hide from this. Yeah, you should. You can hide this. It's gotten me into a lot of trouble. I'm picking up the pieces as we speak. It's gotten me into a lot of trouble with interactions and friendships and all kinds of stuff because believing, falling into that rabbit hole of like censoring people because you're not understanding where they're coming from or you're misinterpreting them is, well, it's uh, chicken shit. It really is. It's bullshit. It's, um, you're hiding. You're uh, wearing a mask when you don't have to. Um, now that doesn't necessarily mean that if you've had enough and somebody's really, really like threatening you or something, or you, you feel like unsafe that you shouldn't get rid of them or, you know, hide, you know, things or that kind of thing. Like I'm not talking about security and privacy exactly. Um, it's kind of a whole different issue, but sometimes I think we get those two things mixed up, misinterpreted, um, intertwined, things like this. Um, and this podcast feels like a creative art project. It doesn't feel like a social media, um, noisy crowd. And that's why I love it. And I can take a little time away and kind of do it like I've been doing every day and kind of like add to it, add to it, add to it. But it doesn't seem to take away from my family time. It doesn't, even this weekend I was recording a lot and I'm like, you know, it really... I, I thought about the whole weekend and I felt really at peace with it. And I'm like, this really didn't seem to take up now Twitter, uh, and Facebook does because you're scrolling, scrolling, scrolling and you do create, but, um, and maybe for some of you, this art is more extroverted and you can handle Twitter and Facebook. That's where I'm not blaming Twitter and Facebook. I'm saying Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, all these things are a little extroverted for me. And I am extroverted, but more on an in-person, energetic, even metaphysical level. Um, not so much like a virtually crowded kind of space. And if that means that I'm never going to get anywhere in business, well, that's okay. I don't really, I, I thought I cared so much about these popular dreams and popular things. I really don't to be honest with you, and it ruins interpretations of other people, and then you feel like you have to spread the message, and it almost becomes like, if you are not careful, this stuff can be very cool, but you almost feel like there's a dogma to it, and you almost feel like you have to turn it into it. Now, that's where I've adopted kind of the artist uh, way of living and things like that over the business way of living, because I don't compete in this stuff I really I might have disagreements I might debate I might feel very passionately and shoot my mouth off or whatever but I don't want anyone to delete their podcast um, I don't want there's been people on not just in the podcast community per se but even on Facebook that I was helping out and I'm just like what like 10 episodes in and you're burnt out that's terrible like I'm not yeah, you may have commented on my podcast post, but uh, that doesn't make me feel good that this is even a problem. Like, I was almost hoping, like, if there's someone out there that needs the help, that's great. 
but I wish it wasn't a problem at the same time. Like, I'm not one to say, oh, good, it's a problem. I'm going to get work out of it. And I'm not saying that all people are like that necessarily. But I just don't have any ego in that. Um, I've lost, I've kind of got gotten rid of a lot of that ego. Now, I mean, in other ways, we all have ego and survival and stuff. But um, I don't have ego in knowing that there... I have the premonition of having a problem in a certain niche or community. Um, I want to solve it, but like if that person's not passionate about their creativity, then that, that's it. Um, and I think that if you're going through a time in your life right now, maybe um, people don't know how to interpret you personally, like talking about like podcast to podcast here. Um, People may not know how to understand things. I don't always know how to understand or interpret things properly. Like, it takes me a little, good little while. And I'm not quite the relationship expert that I thought I was. And I'm not afraid to say that either. We're all learning. Um, and it really is going to depend on if that is misinterpreted or... If that is understood. Now, if it's not liked, that's anybody's entitled not to like something. Anybody's entitled to stay away from something. Anybody's entitled to decide. I may have misinterpreted it, but I don't like it at the same time. Or I might just disagree with it simply because I don't like where they're coming from. We live in such a world where we want to like promote oneness as this beautiful thing. Maybe some of that oneness has some friction that we have to resolve and that's deciding that even though we have things like solipsism and sovereignty, um, which is just knowing yourself and really praying to God and kind of knowing yourself even and like loving yourself as 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 God would love you and, and really getting, you know, deep into that kind of thing. What you actually, what happens is you take that and, um, you get into a place where there are parts of yourself you're not going to like, and you kind of like, I, I don't want to do that behavior anymore. So why wouldn't there be parts of other people you wouldn't like? Why wouldn't there be, um, things you don't like and that's what I didn't understand before like why wouldn't there be behaviors that somebody doesn't like about me you know who am I to be so high and mighty that like they're gonna like everything or that I don't have to change a thing and everybody else needs to change around me that's part of self-help um that's like the dilemma when you start to really get in on that you've done it for a long time and um actualized did do it another damn episode I'm like really enjoying where he took kind of the applied, how you apply self-help. So I'm kind of into that right now. Um, and I found a way to watch content a little better where I'm not as overtaken by the time that it takes to watch something. And um, I'll get into how you can do that. Um, what I do is throughout the day, and I've sort of, I might be repeating myself a little bit, but um, I don't just watch early mornings and late nights because I'm starting to do creativity early mornings and late nights. It might be quiet creativity. It might be on headphones, but I'm certainly making the time for music, 
um, tracks that I'm really having fun making because sometimes you can express uh, creativity in music that you can't say in words. Um, something I've never really realized, but that's uh, my family tried to teach me that before, like when I was born and stuff, and I didn't really get it until now, to be honest with you, and I won't, you know, that's kind of a whole other topic, but, and for a whole other episode, but, um, it, uh, I think that's where we're at, um, in, as far as my interpretation of things goes, um, and I don't think it would even be fair to want people to leave just because there might have been some disagreements or even just some simple misunderstandings, um, to leave the podcast community or leave the, um, where you're no longer wanting to create because it's hard to explain. Um, and that really leaves the question, which I don't think you might not even be in that situation, but where teachers are, is it really that you want to teach? This is something I had a problem with in my podcast, in my first podcast, because it started out being a social radio. That's what Anchor was. It was never a podcast to begin with. So quitting my podcast was natural. Um, but what it started out as is this whole thing about... Um, being so as social as you can be. And then when anchor changed into a podcast, it was almost like you had to retrain yourself. And that's where the transition was very difficult because I had a bunch of engagement as long as it was social radio. And then I did have a bunch of listeners for the podcast, but there was no engagement anymore. And you have to work at it in a different way than you already learned. And so adjusting was very weird. And, um, and then I, I kept thinking, like, wouldn't I just enjoy this? And I did have my times where I enjoyed it without any engagement. But sometimes I do think as passionate as we can be as teaching and explaining things, I do think there are, and you can be totally okay with this. It's There's nothing wrong with you, but there could be a little bit of a transactional energy exchange going on where you're like, I got to have some engagement eventually. Um, I might want to understand how people might be misinterpreting me so I can explain it a different way. Or if it requires that level of engagement, I might want to do it a different way. Or I might not care about the engagement, but I do love creating and explaining anyway. And you don't have to care about somebody else's difference in opinion. Like you really don't have to care about, um, if you feel like for you explaining it and then listening back to yourself, like it, it, that is a mirror effect. Um, at least when I podcast, that creates a mirror effect and a, and a reflecting time. And it's honestly working a lot more. I have not written a journal. Um, I've written things that I want to start talking about maybe a little bit, but like I'd put it down because I've not written a journal or a script or anything in, um, I've written ideas, okay, but, like, I've not written a journal entry in months because of this podcast, and I'm like, it's got to help you more than you care about engagement, and then eventually, if you want, it depends on your level of introversion, extroversion, ambiversion at the time, 
And you don't have to have engagement. to. I, I disagree that you have to have engagement just because you're creating. I don't think you have to. I, it might be really cool for you to. I might want you to. It's kind of a fantasy where, you know, if I see somebody who's like a rock star, uh, passionate meditation teacher or a rock star, passionate um, awareness teacher or like maybe a combination of fucking both. I have this fantasy. It's not really fair because it's my fantasy, but I have this fantasy that you become famous um, and that you engage with people and that you sort of teach people these things and that you kind of become, you know, that might not even be your fantasy. And I think I've taken that from people fantasizing about me becoming a big time musician in the past where, and I think I've projected that into my relationships. And I don't know if you've ever been pushed as a kid by your parents because your parents believe in you and they love you and they see that you love doing something and then you're pushed in a certain direction of doing it and I'm I actually love doing music more now because I'm not pushed into engagement I'm not pushed into dressing a certain fucking way like I used to have to dress a certain way um because I had to market myself um because if I was going to be spending this time doing this I need to like make some money doing it Um, and again, it was the best interest. It's kind of like if somebody's like, look, you might want to, you might really want to go and get, and get your doctorate. You might really want to go and be a lawyer. You're good at this, this, and this. Come on, let's go. Like, I'll help you. And luckily it wasn't like an extreme situation. Like it was nowhere near it. Like Britney Spears went through a ton of, if you want to talk about being pushed. Um, And so it wasn't, I'm not like saying it was necessarily like that. I think what it was, was we are really, we love you very much and we want you to do this as a career um, because we know you love doing it. So we're going to help you in any way we can and we're going to kind of push you in that direction. What I really wanted to do was record um, and, and, and use multiple tape recorders like that's what I was obsessed with it wasn't so much the um I hated I I I performed and I got good at it depending on the kind of music I was doing and then I started to hate performing because I'm like I had this lack of abundance in my life and I realized like I'm going out in person and performing and I almost need to get my life together And I was like a teenager doing this, right? And and I'm like, I almost need to get my life together and take care of my family more than I need to perform. And that wasn't them telling me that or making me feel guilty for performing. They wanted me to perform. But it was like, this isn't happening quite fast enough because performing didn't give me like a sense of uh, energy at all. Um, If it made, if it was this healing effect that it had on the room with friends and family and it brought them out of like any kind of sadness they were feeling or depression. I was like on fire for that, but I wasn't on fire for going on stage and dressing up a certain way and putting on all this makeup and spending hours um, doing makeup and hair. I didn't care about that. I spent hours recording. I spent hours singing. And nowadays you can, I'm learning you can do music and um, art and creativity your way. I mean, think about this 50 years ago, if you wanted to teach the stuff that you enjoy teaching, like awareness and consciousness, you would have to go to college and become a professor and, 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 and get your degree in philosophy and you would be stuck in that system. 
I'm not saying that that system is bad, but it's not everybody's way of communicating. It's not everybody's way of living, but that's what you would have to do. So, you know, I have gratitude in all this work that you've done over the years in your podcast and whether I like it or not, whether I agree with it or not, whether anybody else agrees with it or not, whether anybody else, um, engages, disengages, who cares? Um, it's, you can totally, it's your way of doing it now. It's the future. Like we've got to start seeing the positivity in the future instead of like conspiracy theorizing everything or, uh, making excuses why it's not going to work. Like I don't, like I had my fun with TikTok. I'm not a mark for this, all of this though. I'm not, um, loyal to any of this stuff. TikTok was fun for a while. Now it's not because the interface has changed. And like I said, I only create in certain ways and I don't have to go dance on TikTok or video if I don't want to. Um, That's not me. Um, But I don't think it's wrong if you've ever fantasized about somebody else's success um, out of love or any of that. But it's it's wrong when you start to, and this is what I've been guilty of, and it's ruined like a lot of... uh, possibilities for a metaphysical and that kind of thing, um, is the pushing. And this is where it will lead you to become manipulative and that it's led me to become manipulative because I'm projecting the love that my family gave to me with confidence boosting, um, in steroids, you know, if that makes any sense. And so, um, that's where it's at right now with this, uh, kind of, um, insight experience that I'm kind of going through and to those of you that are putting experience as a factor for your creativity look this stuff I can't telepathically share experience with everybody and they have to experience this stuff and I'm not doing anybody any favors by explaining it no you are actually you can actually help people um if they're kind of open enough but there is a point where people have to choose to have the experience. It's like, I've talked about this a million times here on this show. People have to choose certain experiences and we're not going to know or have control or even, we're just, it's not about having control, but it's more like you care so much about the work you're doing. You almost want to know how people are misinterpreting or if, or what they're interpreting. Maybe you're sensing that. And, but, um, at the same point, you are, uh, you want to know, you, you care about the work that you do. So obviously you want to know. And so that you have to decide, can I go a little bit extroverted to engage and find out from people and by sharing it and doing the things, or can I telepathically open up and understand? Maybe it doesn't quite work that way. And I could be wrong about something here, but all I'm saying is that Just the passion alone and just the fact that you're concerned about people interpreting or misinterpreting shows that this purpose is what you've already started and why stop now kind of thing. Um, And maybe you get burnt out and want to do newer things or other things and you take a break or you leave it up and maybe you kind of like decide completely that you're like, well, I want to teach in a different way. I want to draw. I want to 
um, go watch TV or whatever. Like, that's fine. It's not going to like ruin your mind by doing that a little bit here and there, as long as there's a balance. Um, and so because of all of this, um, you can say like, it's not really that serious that I have to quit because I'm only 10 episodes in my new podcast or because people are not understanding where I'm coming from and they have different experiences based on their senses that they maybe want to have in the metaphysical world. Like I said, I think all of this is society's attempt. Even though we might hate things about society and and popularity and all this stuff, which is totally valid as far as being a kind human or being uh, deep, going beyond cell talk, totally valid. Um, Society is attempting to awaken itself with this and you know if you don't agree or if you kind of like think that I'm being a little too romantic about this maybe I am but like that's the way that I've understood social media to be is our attempt to connect spiritually we might not know even if we're like if some of us are atheistic but that is like I feel like society's attempt that's why everybody's kind of stuck on these things now some of it can be a materialistic paradigm like a lot of it is with impressing people with stuff but Why are they doing that? Well, because they want to connect in some way, even if that's showing off a little bit. Um, We've been this way before social media. We've been mean before social media, so I really don't think that it's that. I think it's our attempt to connect. And, you know, again, um, we all have different interpretations of how we want to connect or in different communication styles. And right now, Um, I've always kind of come back to this speaking and writing thing. I've never really felt like there was a focus when it came to big crowds. I've tried them. I've had the experience at least just to say, okay, I've at least been willing to be open-minded to this experience. And now I know. I want to appreciate people in other ways from their podcasts from talking to them one-on-one from, you know, but not everybody wants all that. And I don't really have to have the one-on-one part necessarily all the time either, but I want to appreciate people in other ways rather than just trying to have big crowds. Um, because I feel like I get more out of the content that they are putting out there into the world by, by having my attention on what they're saying. Um, instead of trying to get attention in a big crowd and then have, um, shifting in and out. So that, that's kind of it for this one. This is kind of a very weird episode, I think, but, um, hopefully you get it, um, where this could be coming from here. Um, I'm doing better. I've noticed that not only just family time and, um, and friends and in-person stuff, but this, um, in trying to connect with these crowds, It's um, being that the extroversion is not the main, it's more of being ambiverted for me. I've also realized that social media is taking away from meditating and I didn't ever want to see that quite before. I always thought it was kind of a very um, different way of looking at things. But anyway, take care, stay connected. Um, This is where it's at and I will talk to you in the next episode.